And to me, especially like if you want to grow a management company, you need to be in the habit of marketing to your owners just as much as your guests. What's up, everybody? My name is Mike Shogren here with my co-host, Emmanuel Pani. We're part of a group of specialized real estate investors you've probably never heard of. We didn't start with deep pockets or wealthy families, and we don't rely on 401ks, mutual funds, or traditional real estate investing. In fact, many of us don't even own the properties that fund our freedom. If you ask the money experts out there, they'd say what we do is impossible, yet it's happening every single day. It's happening through a new niche called short-term rentals. We are Short-Term Rental Nation, and these are our secrets. STR Nation, before we get into this week's episode, I've got something I am so excited to share with you guys. For the last couple of years, we've been recruiting and training virtual assistants for our private mastermind students, and we have now a officially open that up to the public. So if you are looking to hire a virtual assistant for your short-term rental business, then go to strsecrets.com slash VA and we will recruit, onboard, and train a VA for you. And if they don't save you at least 40 hours a month in admin work, then you don't pay. So I put a crazy guarantee on this because I've been testing this out for the last two years with our mastermind members. And I'm so confident that it works that if it doesn't, randomly work for you, I'm literally going to give your money back. So if you want more info on that offer, head over to strsecrets.com slash VA. And now let's get to this week's episode. All right. What is going on, STR Nation? Welcome back to another episode of the Short-Term Rental Secrets Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Shogren. Here, as always, with my main man and brother from another mother, Mr. Emmanuel Pani. What's going on, E? My brother, good to see you. Good to see you. Dude, I was super, like, I love when we have guests on the shows and like I they leave or the interview is is done and I just feel like hyped right mm. we just had Drew on the show so this is a double session for us we just had Drew on the show and I'm like because you always like right like you always get wrapped up in your own fucking life right and you always like have to remind yourself to like you know like keep your keep your headspace clean keep your your space clean and you like I know logically like in my brain I'm like you just need to stay grateful you're like life is good and then there's that little thing that's like yeah you know <laughs> like voice you know and like having people that like could have every bro every every reason to be like fuck this and they choose not to but not just that they not just choose not to but they're like absolutely thriving and i'm like good good shit you know that's a, like why i like listening to podcasts and why i like going to like meetup groups and meeting people because to me i'm like there is nothing more inspiring than other humans like you know i mean like that's why i still cry like when i when i like i'm the kind of guy that like watches that like tiktok espn kind of like real so like those really emotional moments like athletic moments i sob every time and i'm like i catch myself I'm like what the fuck are you doing like why are you crying and like you know like i'm in bed like on a saturday like i'm scrolling i'm like <laughs> the crying i'm like what is going on with you but it's just like i don't know people like inspiring bro and you just like especially when you like kind of feel in a certain kind of way and you just get to like be in the presence of somebody you like dude i would be a shit show in that situation mm. and you're like cool like it's funny because i always find and it's it's i'm excited because the guest that we have on today inspires me like i've known him for a long time he's just a great dude super athletic dude and i know he competes in some stuff but um i always notice for the people that do well and they thrive when they have like crazy bad stuff happen to them, yeah. it always catapults them forward into a new level instead of sucking them down. They may have setbacks, like 
at some point we got to have my brother-in-law on here. So he's, he's an Olympic runner. He's a sprinter. And when he was in high school, he had some weird muscular disease where he had to have uh, one of his legs amputated from the knee down. And he, he spiraled bad for a couple of years. And then he like pulled himself out. And now he's been competing in the Olympics for the last decade. I think um, next year will be his last go for it. He got bronze last time, but I think he wants to go, obviously go for the gold. But, mm-hmm. you know, those types of things where like, yeah, the initial sting can pull you down, but then it just propels you forward once you finally like make that choice that I'm going to, I'm going to go for this, like regardless. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. No. Yeah. It's crazy though, because it's like, it's, it's not, it's not a uh, thing. Like I'm very, like, uh, very mindful of like how, not easy that that is right and like especially like being an entrepreneur and like doing this this what what we do and like the the guy from all profits first was kind of talking about it like a lot of entrepreneurs like go through the the headspace that you need to do this long term and to actually grow a business and to actually create create a business around you can be challenging so like having i don't know bro it's just like the for me it's the most kind of fascinating part about life is that like mental arena and like how it's all about perspective, like even reliving your experiences. If you change your perspective, you change your experience, you change your trauma, you change your story, you change everything. Right. So it's really like your perspective, no matter what happens or when it happens, when you choose to change whatever that narrative is, how life actually changes. So then just like what is what is real? Reality is all interpretation in a sense. Yeah. So we anyways, we'll do a solo episode on the matrix. We'll do hey. Hey, we have some great friends that will, that will come on and it will be a very interesting conversation. Yes. But yeah, yes. yeah, for sure. But uh, without, without further ado. Yeah, without further ado, we've got, a, we've got a good buddy of mine, Lucas Piper, coming on the show today. We met, I don't even know how many years ago, in a different mastermind group that he and I met through M1. And uh, he was actually one of the first uh, mastermind members way back in the day, like 2019. Now he owns five-star vacation home rentals. He's got a combination of owned arbitrage and managed properties in Austin and San Antonio area in Texas. He's got 25 properties and will do over $2 million in revenue this year. Welcome to the show, Mr. Lucas Piper. What's up, brother? Hey, guys. E&M, bad boys. (laughs) What's going on? Yeah. (laughs) Dude, I could just just leave me in the breakout room and I could just listen to y'all talk this philosophy. Just, that was just, just serious, that was that was some good stuff there. And uh, that's that's the rent, bro. Them. That's that's our that's our old money spot. It's it's I love just that. it's I just a rent thing. Yeah. I love good hearing, though, bro. just talking about that connection though, and just like just just people's stories and that inspiration. And you said it best. It's like I feel like the only way for me to do that is do this kind of stuff. Right. Cause like, I think my natural like mental state is like yeah, anxiety, fear, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, keep pushing, keep learning, you know, keep connecting with people with stories, you know, that inspire you. And it's that reminder, like every day where it's just like, Oh shit, life's pretty good. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, dude. You know, yeah. Awesome. So why don't you tell us about like, kind of like from that point, like let's, let's go back. Like, let's go back to like what the last couple of years have been from like 2019 to to now and despite your sometimes anxiety that i it's a good friend of mine like she's she's always she's always right around the corner right like what yeah. has your kind of the journey been like yeah for sure i mean yeah so like mike said like i don't even know the timeline either dude like uh but i know we were all in kind of m1 around the same time and 
you know, around that time, I was really just like, hey, I just want like a little side hustle, you know, like I just just want a little extra income. I can look back at my goals. I think I wanted to create like an extra three thousand, you know, dollars a month in income, and that was it. And so, what was his name, Marco, or so someone that was doing like arbitrage, and Mike started doing some stuff, and like I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. So I got my first property, you know, uh, and kind of did a house hacking with that, where I would travel, I'd rent it out, and that was doing pretty well. Then picked up an arbitrage. Uh, deal. And then I got two more in San Antonio. So I had four and I hit my, I think I was doing like 4,000, you know, net per month on those. And I was like, dude, I'm good. <laughs> this is what I wanted. You know, that was the goal. And, uh, and so I kind of just sat on that for a while. COVID hit, I lost two of them. And then that just gave me some time to think, you know, and I was just like, what could this be if I really, you know, put my mind in this? And, you know, obviously I'd been following Mike along the way. And just seeing him starting to crush it and like, you know, after he quit his job, just like that, that scale. And I'm like, well, what would that look like for me? So about a year and a half, kind of made that decision to kind of go all in and quit the job and kind of take this thing seriously. And some pretty cool things have kind of happened since then. So it's kind of been the journey. And I know the EU, we have like a lot of, a lot of uh, similar friends and go abundance. And so I think we have like a lot of, a lot of connections here yeah yeah and that's awesome because like it kind of like we are in similar rooms and it's it's kind of funny because it goes back to what you were talking what we we're talking about earlier because i'm like once you get in those rooms and you make these kind of friendships you really have a hard time not having those kind of friends like once you know the kind of friendships that are available to support the kind of life that you want to have it's very difficult for you to go backwards to mm -hmm not having those friends right so to me i'm like i really like i i joke about all the time but to me a mastermind is i'm kind of paying for the privilege of having certain kind of friends in addition to being part of a room but i'm like i am kind of paying for my friends right yeah. and what's funny with GoBundance is that like anytime you're like oh i'm leveling up you talk to somebody else that's <laughs> a little bit higher than you and they're like they're really leveling up and you're just like but it's not from a place of like kind of fear and scarcity it's very much more from a place of like everything is possible and there's a bunch of great people even here that you can just raise your hand and be like, hey, who knows this? And everybody's like, come meet me. Like people like rushing to like help. I remember just on that point, because I think it, this is important for a lot of the new folks, because I remember in M1, I got put in a pot, an accountability group with E, uh, Nick Spohn, who we've had on the show, Ian Lobus now who runs Men on Purpose, Ariel Eve, Chris Crawford, a bunch of these guys. And they were all millionaires and multimillionaires at the time and i was not and i remember i had this like inflection point because i was super insecure about it and i kind of felt like less than and i remember this point and i don't know what triggered it but i was like dude you're either going to accept this and go for it and just go for it or you're gonna leave mm -hmm. like it, there was just this I, I don't remember exactly what triggered it but i i vividly remember having this like mental discussion with myself of like dude Stop playing small like you're less than them and rise to the occasion. And I feel like that little mental shift that was like, whoop, and I just started to level up. And like when you get in those rooms, it can be tempting to play the little guy or the little girl because you feel like insecure around it. Yeah. But once you accept that you're no different from them and if they're doing it and they want to help you do it, like you just got to be vulnerable and then just go for it. 
Yeah. Or it gets, it's, yeah. And that's a lot of ego stuff there too. Right. Where it's yeah. like, mm-hmm. like you're, you're not feeling good, you know, but it's like a, a conversation comes up and you're like, I don't understand this. And you can either like, let that like ego destroy you or you're like, yeah, I'm just going to sit here because I don't want to sound like an idiot. Or mm-hmm. it's like, I have this opportunity with these five or six people that are absolutely crushing it and I can ask for the solution. Right. And like, I think that's so big because you can be in those rooms and still have enough ego where you're like, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to take the advice or I'm too scared to like admit that I need help here. Mm-hmm. So I think that's such a cool point that you made and that decision that you made then of like, what am I going to do here? <laughs> you know, like, am I going to bury myself in the, in the sand or am I going to play with the big boys? Yeah. No. And I mean, history has kind of showed us how that choice went. So that's good. So for, for you to want, like, so you in COVID, you had four, you go down to two. And then since COVID, I know that seems like it was yesterday, but like this last like 18 months, two years, I don't even know how long this business was. Three happen. years now, actually. Three years? Wow. You went to 25. So there's been, there's been a big growth there. Can I talk to us about like what that looked like? What is your team also? Because I assume you're not. You look way too, way too tan and way too happy to be doing this all by yourself. <laughs> he's way too so for those yeah. Yeah, yeah, and like, you know, and I mean, like he's, he's like, he just looks so peaceful and so you like relaxed. Texting like, over here. No, like, that's what I mean. Like you don't have the like side eye that is going to the corner of the screen to like <laughs> look at the notifications that are coming through. Um, so like, what, what's the, what's the dream team like? I'm, I'm well rested until our newborn in August. So, oh, yes. <laughs> so yeah, so, so really kind of made that decision, you know, as COVID was kind of happening. And I was like, all right, let's let's do it. And so it was kind of slow. I needed the fire, man. I really needed to leave my job to like the fire. Like, I wish I could say like, while I was doing it, I just, while I had like the income from my job, I was like building and building. But I always had this weird like guilt thing. Like if I was working on my own company, you know, like I wouldn't be doing enough for my job. And so last, so I guess two Junes ago now um, is when I left the W9 and that's been really things, uh, sorry, W2 and that's when things really took off. So I had, I was back up to four at that time. I had like one more arbitrage property and, you know, I, I started kind of getting more active in the Airbnb community here in Austin, kind of some of the, the Facebook groups. And I saw someone post that they needed a property manager. And so anyways, I, I got a package of five properties I took a terrible deal, you know, like they gave me $3,500 to manage five properties, but it was what I needed to leave my job, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I think that put me right at like 7,500 a month. And I was like, this feels great. Um, I feel confident leaving my job with, with this much coming in. And so I took that package, quit my job, you know, the, the next month. And since then, yeah, the, the scouting has been really fun and it's been, you know, I'm sure as most people talk about in here, like business is hard, right? So there's been a lot of this and then there's been a lot of this and just like learning and, and, and messing up. And so, mm-hmm. so that, that package of five was a perfect example where I'm like, and I'm in it and I'm all of a sudden, I'm like, damn dude, like these properties are bringing in like, like the three big ones are bringing in like 25 K per month. I got <laughs> fucked over. Yeah. I was like, I was yeah. making like 7% management fee, dude. <laughs> you know? But it was like, it's, again, like, yeah. I don't regret that decision because mm-hmm. for me, I got to leave my job and I got yeah. some of the nicest properties in Austin right downtown in my portfolio for a little bit. So that helped mm-hmm. me attract other properties, right? So yeah. there's no regrets here, great people, but like eventually I had to fire them. Things weren't working out. There were six owners. They would walk the, you know, the property every time, you know, after our cleaners were there, it was like, 
I went from having one bad boss at my W two, that with six of them, you know, it wasn't, wasn't a good fit. You know, bro, that that really, sounds that sounds, sounds miserable. Yeah, that sounds like my worst nightmare. But what's what's really interesting to me there is like the reality of like I remember those clients. Like I remember those clients where you're in that sweet spot of like you really don't what is at the time for me. I really didn't think that being a picky and having my my kind of like my criteria was gonna be the way to like actually grow. And so I compromise on that. Not believing that like I could get where I want when I want, but it, like you said, there was no better experience because now I'm like, I am so, so peculiar with the stuff that we, we get called on that I'm the first person to be like, we're looking for a property manager. I'm like, well, it depends on what kind of property you have because right. we may not be your people, but until you get right. there, you can do it. STR Nation. Want to know how I gained $817,000 in equity in 19 months using none of my own money? Well, if you haven't already heard me talk about boutique hotels, I just recorded an 18-minute case study for my private mastermind group on how I bought a tiny 13-unit hotel in Rockport and more than doubled its value from $2.25 to $5.5 million in 19 months. But instead of keeping this one a secret, I decided to share it with you guys completely free. Just go to www.strsecrets.com hotels to access the case study and promise in just 18 minutes, you'll know why boutique hotels are my favorite STR strategy in 2023. I break down everything from the renovations, the location, the investment, the equity, the financing, and how to take advantage of forced appreciation. So when you have 20 minutes, go to www.strsecrets.com hotels. And now let's get into this week's episode. So did you try to renegotiate them to have a normal management fee and then they told you no? Or did you just were like... Yeah, so I renegotiated. I went up to 5500 a month, which was probably like a 13% management fee. But yeah, it, it was more of the other issues that, that I talked about that, that became, you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> more serious where I was just like, I, I ended up having to... It was so such a high-maintenance kind of properties that I had to hire someone just for those. So I hired someone for like 20 hours a week that would just be there and like organizing the storage room, like doing this, like checking mm -hmm. after the cleaners because it was just like every nitpick deal from, you know, from the owners. So so that's ended up like why it was canceled, not necessarily even the rate. Um, but it's funny because like, I honestly think that if I was in the same position, I would do the same exact thing. Like it was such good experience. Like take that many properties on like, like high end properties, downtown Austin, like, you know, really get thrown into the mixer, have owners with these super high expectations. So I'm like, now I know like, you know, what owners expect or at least high maintenance, what maintenance ones, so I can stay away from them one <laughs> or at least like now our, our, our QC is so good that like we're able to make owners happy. So, I mean, it was such a valuable learning experience and let me leave my job. So I'm so grateful for that. And I would do the exact same thing. And honestly, mm -hmm. if someone else was in the same position and they were having a hard time, like building their portfolio and really wanted like to get into luxury, I'd be like, just take it. Put it on your website, use it as marketing, and then renegotiate. Or if it doesn't work out, then then leave. But you brought on five properties because you took on these ones too, you know? So Yeah. That's such a great point. Um what, so yeah, so then uh so then it was like I went so at that point I think I was up to like fifteen or sixteen. I got mm -hmm. rid of the five, kind of came back down to ten. 
I think I remember I like talked to Mike at the time and I was like, yeah, I'm like redoing stuff, you know? And since then, like been a lot more picky on who we're bringing on, what we're bringing on. And so that's why, you know, at 26 properties, we'll do over 2.5 this year. I mean, that's, that's pretty hefty load, you know, for, for only 25. So it's not that all of our properties are like in the lugs, but it's very specific of like, cause we even have some midterm ones. Right. But it's like, if it's midterm, if it's easy and the owner's awesome and I know we're just going to get people in there back to back, I'm like, sure, easy. Let's take it on. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, we have different criteria. It's not like we're only doing high end, high end luxury, maybe at some point, you know? Um, but we probably at this point get, I would say I get about 10 to 15 properties sent my way a month to to manage and we're usually saying yes to about two to three of those so that's kind of you know what it looks like from the how, the, how many deals we're seeing um, yeah. and asked to manage to what we're saying yes to so mm-hmm. and where yeah. are those coming from just out of curiosity yeah so at this point i've never done any marketing in terms of you know paid ads or anything like that um, so everything has been organic. Definitely go abundance his his help there. But mostly it's been my presence on Facebook. So I created a Austin group. So, you know, Austin STR investors. Um, so I lead a meetup, you know, every month here where we have 20 to 30 kind of hosts come and I just bring value for free. Like I'm just like, hey, here's my story, here's what I do. And so I've kind of gotten known as the expert kind of, you know, within within that realm. Um, and so I get a lot that way, you know, there's some other bigger ones that I'm a moderator for that have, you know, five or 6,000 people in Austin, um, a lot of owners, there, kind of looking for management, real estate agents are money so valuable. Like it's mm-hmm. just crazy. Like you get in with some luxury real estate agents, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> no, yeah, I've, I've had some really cool things happen in the last few months, like uh, six months ago. There's a house, like a $2.1 million house sitting on the market. And one of my agent friends, you know, approached an agent for me and was just like, hey, like, do you want to Airbnb this thing and like make some money? And they're like, uh, yeah, because we're spending like $15,000 a month right now. And so, you know, they had brought it down from 2.1 all the way to 1.4, right? Over like a six month span of trying to sell. Like they're getting hits at like 1.2, 1.1. So, I mean, once you, once you smell blood in the water, bro. Oh, hundred percent. Everyone is just like, Like bro, 900 cash that people be like, what do you you mean? mean? Yeah. They're like, no, no, seriously. 900 cash, no contingencies. I'm like, bro, it's no, no, but honestly, it's a good offer. 900 cash. I'm like, dude, it's not fucking happening. Like it's just like, that's what they were hearing all day. And so, you know, we were able to get that place furnished, get it up and running you know, uh, get a luxury spot. Right. Um, so that one, you know, is doing 18,000 a month for them. I was going to uh, say, you're definitely clearing the 15 for them. For sure. And then the cool thing is like for them, not necessarily for me, but it's great. Is like, they had a, a, a buyer come that was like at 1.2 and then he went 1.3, 1.4, 1.5, 1.6. And so they finally sold. So, so that property is done in like uh, middle of July. But like, I'm so happy for them, dude, because they were, they were drunk. Like they were, mm-hmm. I, I don't know what they were going to do, honestly. And uh, yeah, I wish they were going to do that it. more. I would, no, I would yeah. love to pay to spend a night at the house that I have under contract right now and just yeah. test everything. Like I'd be and more it's, and, and it's an interesting yeah. concept. You know, it's funny because like 
I love that idea as a management company and somebody that has my management hat more often than any other hat. I, for me, is a bunch of like logistical issues, right? Because I'm like, we're not investing all of our time setting this thing up to then you have it under contract in thing. But also the market is kind of changing quite a bit. And especially if you're in the luxury market, time of market is historically longer. So it does make sense. And to me, it also brings up the fact that it's like, dude, realtors, realtors are such a great avenue of, because the majority of realtors are kind of people pleasers. And I'm saying because I am, I am a realtor as well, so I can insult my own kind. So we're all people pleasers and we're all trying to like make our client, like help our clients, right? In any way, shape or form. And one of my favorite conversations is to have with people that have vacation homes in Florida. And it's like, this is an old client of mine that bought the house in 2010 and they have the, the cost of the house has just gotten so much that they have to rent it. And I know there, I'm like, if I go in there, I'm like, how much is your mortgage? Most likely they have a low rate mortgage. I'm like, dude, I'm going to make this fun for you. Like, I'm going to make, I'm going to give you this vacation home back to you. Not in a way that just you have time to come and enjoy it. And it's not bleeding you money, but it's also going to make you money. Then if you want a different vacation home, you can buy it. Or if you want to upgrade this one, you can do so. And so it's really understanding. And like, if you come from that that place and a realtor hears you talk like that to their clients. That's how I get a lot of my referrals. It's just like, dude, this, this guy cares. Just go talk to him. He'll help you figure it out. And those are my favorite people now. Like if I find somebody that's owned a house for a little while and they're willing to like spend money to like upgrade it. Yeah. I'm like, dude, you guys are going to make so much fucking money. Like you have 25 years left on your mortgage at 2.9%. Just shut up. Just give me the house. <laughs> <laughs> just sign here. Give me yeah. the house. Just walk away. Like I'm having like a, uh, I'm like, just give it to me. Like give us, give us a couple months. Like we'll make you more money than you've ever dreamed of just in season. Yeah. And I think a house. Cool, you know, when you look at that of, I mean, there's, there's many avenues in, in real estate, but like, I really like the short term stuff. Cause I just feel good about what I do, like providing experiences for families that, but then from that side, like owners, you know, like I was just talking to someone yesterday at a meetup. There's a really, really, really high end luxury rental company here in Austin. And they go to people with, you know, five to $15 million houses and just say, hey, you might only we might not rent it out at all. But like if we do, we'll get top dollar on this. We'll have you leave your house and we'll do everything for you. Super, mm -hmm. super high end concierge style, 35 percent fee. So <laughs> this person they hit them up and they're like, hey, uh, so we need your house for three months. Uh, Elon Musk and his entire team wants to rent it for us. So they're building like the Tesla factory here. $370,000, three months uh, for their entire, it's just like a state there. And it's like all of their kids' college funds, you know, like, and, and so that's extreme example, right? But like all of our owners, it's like you have this extra house with extra yeah. money. It's going to college tuition. It's going to other family vacations like it's mm -hmm. it, it can be life-changing for the owners like as yeah. you're managing these properties and i think we don't talk about that enough and i think it's so powerful yeah i think that is that is really like the most important thing as a manager or as an agent for you to understand in order to like really like what is what are you like who is your avatar right and we talk a lot about avatar on our show in terms of like who is your who is your guest avatar but it's the same thing for your owner like does your owner come to your website because there's a lot of people not talking about like direct booking websites and everything else. Fucking great. Amazing. Shout out to Mark Simpson. But there is this element of like what's happening next. I'm like, you have a direct booking website. Great. You have a property management link to it. Great. What's the copy on the property management side of things? Or, or is all your effort on 
understanding and speaking to your guests and to the avatar just fall on your direct booking site for the properties. But like, then what about here? Because you can have a beautiful website on the management side, but if you're not speaking to anybody, it's going back to the same thing. If we look at it like a house, you don't have a design that speaks to anybody. You don't have a clear avatar that speaks to anybody. You're not trying to sell a real experience. I might have a much shittier website that's just a couple lines of copy, but I know what I'm selling and I know what my avatar is. So the moment you come to my site and you read my copy, you're like, holy shit, that's us. Mm. That's what we want. You know what I mean? And to me, especially like if you want to grow a management company, you need to be in the habit of marketing to your owners just as much as your guests. Because mm. at the end of the day, like the properties make money, but the owners make you more money. Yeah. Especially luxury owners. Because luxury owners are the same, same way. Like they're just, they want to be taken care of. So the moment they realize that you take care of them and their friends and their people and their guests and their home, you're one or two relationships away from having a completely different business. Mm. Well said. You know, completely different business. I'm curious now, because I kind of, I watched you go through this where you were like comfortable at that certain point, And then all of a sudden I watched you just explode. Yeah. Now that you've gotten to the level that you're at, well, where are you going now? Like, are you looking at me? I knew you were going to ask this, Mike. I knew you were going to ask this. (laughs) So it's a great question, man. And I I think about this all the time and and I try to do it, you know, vivid vision style, like the, the whole works and you know, really try to just think about my family and, and what that looks like. And so, so here it is. Uh, for me, the what I see happening in the, in the company is about 40 managed properties, possibly upwards of 50, probably more like 40 though. that are luxury, high-end, great owners, great houses, easy does it. And then us owning about 10 to 15 high-end luxury properties that are getting managed under that same umbrella with me working, you know, five to eight hours a week. Yeah. So that's, I love it. it's, and that's pretty much if, if those things work exactly like that, it would pretty much be like half a million from both of those pockets per year. So mm-hmm. it'd be, you know, probably 800 to 1.1, just depending on what happens in this STR world and where the rates go and how high end those properties are that we're able to acquire. So that's, that's kind of where I have it down. Like I've thought a lot about like just crushing it, taking on properties, building it up, you know, selling it. And I think it's amazing. I don't know. I just, it, there's just, it's just not there for me. Like mm-hmm. I, I just don't have that desire. I've, I've seen how many issues can arise with each owner we bring on. I see how many issues can arrive with each home and for me, it's just, I'd rather have just that quality, you know, there's a sense of it. That's just the sexiness of it. Of course, they're fun. They're, they're fun to post and this like that, but also like you talk, you guys talk about it all the time. It's like, they're easier, <laughs> you know, they're, they're, they're easier in the mm-hmm. long run. Uh, the guests we get, the owners we get, like they, you know, it's typically now investors we're talking about instead of people who own one home, who it's like, everything is in this one thing, mm-hmm. uh, you know, this last month, I was just just on the phone with an owner and it was like, I don't know, these towels, you know, these towels are getting expensive. And it's like, I want to hear about towels. I want to hear about towels, Mike. You know what I mean? And so the, so how can we continue to drop those properties off and keep mm-hmm. adding these properties with better owners, you know, better houses and really just have this badass portfolio where people know, like he was saying, it's like people know where to go. Because this mm-hmm. is what Lucas takes on. And now, like, a lot of times, like, those agents, 
they know which ones to send me. Like they're not sending me properties 30 miles north, you know, in, in a suburb that's going to do $4,000 a month, like every other property in the area. Cause I've said no 30 times, but as soon as they find that property, that's in a state, you know, that has the pool and the, 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 I'm taking one on right now. It has a pickleball court. It's like, they're, they're calling Lucas because that's what I want. And that's what I feel like we do really well with. And so, you know, we, you're manifesting that shit and it starts mm -hmm. to happen. It's beautiful when it does. I don't think enough people realize too. Sorry. Yeah. Just, he said something that I wanted to catch because this is yeah. a benefit that you don't realize at the beginning, but when you're building up the management business, as you build your own portfolio of real estate that you own, you can just let your own management company run it. Right. So like I look less and less now, I, this is going to come across the wrong way, but I don't want to say it anyway. I care less and less about how much money the co-hosting business makes because my portfolio is completely flipped up to like ownership. And now I just look at it as I have free in-house management that's basically getting paid for by yes. the management company. Right. Like now I was doing the math the other day. We own 72 out of our 101 units. So like before it went from owning one out of, I don't know, 20 something. So then it just slowly started to flip, but that's a huge perk, man. When you can control that like in-house and you just like, it's not costing you money. That's when you really, for me, the game is always like, okay, I have this service business that creates cash flow to fund the assets that give you the true freedom. And then your yes. team is what gives you the true time freedom. And not enough yeah. people talk about that because I don't care how much real estate you own. If you don't have the right people, AI is great and all this sexy stuff is cool, but you will not have true time freedom until you have a rock star team of human beings that are running your day to day for you. Period. Mm -hmm. you don't hate anybody on that. Like it's, it's not hundred percent. Yeah, Got that clip right there. Put it out to the world. <laughs> I'm 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 reading Clockwork right now, and that's really much what he talks about there, right? Like there's an element of like decision kind of stage and the delegating stage and i think a lot of people that have a lot of real estate are still very much in the decision kind of stage so they feel like they have a team around them but the team is not either well trained enough smart enough good enough to actually take off the thing off your plate and until you have a team that's fully delegated that actually takes care of something beginning to end i would argue on top of what you just said that there is no 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 fucking freedom right because you're always there to check the decisions or make the decisions. What are we doing? The other thing that I wanted to talk about that I loved about Lucas that I want people to just realize it's how clear his answer was in terms of like, where are you going? And to me, like that is the single biggest way that I've noticed I can see where people are going to go. It's how well they answer that question and how quickly. And that's one of my favorite questions. I, I ask people because I, I fucking hate the... So what do you do when I'm meeting somebody, right? And like, oh, what's your story? Like, I hate that. So my new question that I ask people is if money wasn't an issue, time wasn't an issue, what is your perfect day? Not your dream day. Like your perfect, like if it's a perfectly executed day, what does that look like? Mm. Tell me about that day. And first of all, how fucking difficult it is for people to tell you. Yeah. So second, how ridiculous some of the things are, you're like, my perfect day is always spending time with my family and resting with my mom. It's like, this is, this is your everyday life. This is what you would do in your everyday life. They're like, oh, no, no. I'm like, okay, so what is your perfect day? Yeah, yeah. Like if life was on your terms every day, how would your life be? 
Yeah. And so like we, mine is so detailed that like I can tell you from the moment I wake up in the morning, it's the entire day. Like, the entire day. I love that, man. You know? Yeah. So, so I mean, I guess I'll start with the morning because I mean, routine for me is, has been, you know, is one of the most important things I find, you know, when we talk about anxiety, if we talk about stress, if we talk about, you know, for me, addiction, um, all of that stuff can be, it, it gets very out of control if I'm not centered. So, you know, that looks like for me, meditation, reading, checking in with my accountability buddies, um, you know, getting outside for at least 10, 15 minutes, lemon water, you know, just, just the basics to, to start the mm -hmm. day. Perfect day would be, you know, really, you know, getting that walk in, getting something, you know, in the morning that, that gets me active, probably having some sort of call with someone I love to, to kick off the day, get some connection. I'm an extrovert. So that charges me up working for a few hours then in that morning to, you know, do some bigger picture stuff and, and work some business stuff. And, and, and I think we can all say like, we, we love working on our businesses. Like that's not something that we want to stop. Cause it's like, it's great, you know? And so I'd work for a few hours and then I'd probably shut the laptop and go to the gym, get a killer workout in, get some fresh juice, probably sit by the pool for a little bit or go to Barton swims, take you know, Barton Springs, take a swim. Um, and, uh, and then do some recovery stuff, probably help someone, you know, get out of myself for, for a little while and think about others, um, for about an hour and then spend time with my wife man. and then hopefully kid. Like, isn't that perfect? Like, that's a fucking perfect day. Like, you know what I mean? So like, to me, like, that's what's like, you know what I mean? Like, that's what's important. It's just like plan the work, work the plan. And then it's just like, literally like have, have your perfect day. And then the goal every day is just to get closer and closer to the perfect day every day. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like, that's, that's, you know what I mean? Like that's, that's all of it, you know? And, and awesome. some days don't look like that, but that's, Love you know, that's not the point. Okay, Mikey. I know, I know we're getting short on time here. Okay, so before we get to the last question, I actually want to pull up this comment. So we got a comment here from Jeremy who said, Lucas is the man. He mentored me to where I am today with four co-hosts indoors. So <laughs> that's awesome. I didn't know we could bring up the comments like that. That's super cool. Yep. Yep. That's so, awesome. Thanks, Jeremy. <laughs> yeah. So again, awesome. dude, I, I want to thank you for coming on here, but also just like, thank you for being a friend and like, you know, you're somebody that I've just watched and known over the years, just like be very intentional. Like he was talking about, like very introspective and honest with yourself about like, this is what I want to do. And I'm not competing with anybody else. Like this is true to me and I'm going to go for it and make it happen. And you've executed on that over and over and over again. And I freaking love that about you, dude. So kudos to you. And where can folks learn more about you and your management services and everything that you got going on? Yeah. Thanks for saying that too, man. You've been a big part of the journey. You guys are awesome. Like it's intimidating. Come on. You guys have had so many amazing stories on here. So really cool. And yeah, I think Mike, I, I believe I was your first student. I mean, cause I was, I was pre pre-class. I mean, you, you ran this, <laughs> everything through me. So yeah. I haven't gotten any like the beta test. On that, but you, I wait you ran this trip from the back of your car. I had to meet you <laughs> in the parking lot in fucking Boston. <laughs> Winter. No, but I, I appreciate that. And it's been, been awesome to see you guys do what you're doing with your community. Really cool. People can find me, um, you know, IG, um, five star VHR. Um, our website is www.fivestarvhr.com. So, Find me in any of those. Would love to connect with people. IG is a great spot where I can just message back and forth with people. Facebook is great. I'm in all the communities with Mike. So reach out there too. 
And uh, man, it's been awesome hanging out with you guys today. Super fun. Absolutely. E, you want to ask it? Oh, shit. Yeah. So the last question we ask every guest, as you know, is what is your number one secret to success in short term rentals? I always get so excited when I get to answer I ask the question. I'm like, I'm going to forget. I'm going to forget what the question is. I'm like, fucking 155. You got to say it louder and prouder than that, E. For, like, for, yeah. Come on, man. You get it? Come on. Tell us. Give us the juice. <laughs> number one secret. Um, I think where we started this show off is a great place, you know, of, of what you were saying. And so keep surrounding, surrounding yourself with those people that, that inspire you and that make you grow and make you have introspection in your life. I, I don't know if that was a Rock Thomas quote or not, where he's like, you know, the sport, sports and weather friends, you know, it's at some point that I'm, I'm actually okay with those friends too. But if that's all you got, I don't think you're going to go where you want to go. And so mm. uh, pay to play sometimes, you know, get in the right rooms and surround yourself, especially if I'm talking to men with men that are okay being vulnerable are okay sharing their values with you and then are okay sharing their secrets with you too um, which is why i love like the go abundance communities and things like that where where people are okay giving that stuff away so it's my tip love it dude love it well lucas thanks again for coming on here brother i really appreciate you the listeners out there this was a good one man it's a good one to get you jacked up and really get you to start thinking about what the hell do you want to do with yourself and um why are you why are you here what are you going after and um, create some clarity. So appreciate you guys as always. Have an amazing week and we'll talk to you soon. Ciao guys. Hey, STR Nation. If you enjoyed this episode, please make sure to hit that subscribe button and leave us a review. And in the comments, let us know what topics you want us to cover on upcoming episodes. And we'll make sure to get that in the books for you. And if you really want to learn how to launch, automate, and scale your short-term rental business, if you want to go deeper, then check out our free masterclass at strsecrets.com.